Do you ever feel all alone out there running your landscape, hardscape, or outdoor living business? Struggling in silence to grow and scale profitably with fewer employees? Wishing there was a better way to make money in this industry without all the insanely long hours and ridiculously hard work? You're not alone. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. Each week, our tribe comes together to empower business owners to add more profitable services by teaching how to successfully hire and manage subcontractors. Join my inner circle mastermind. Gentlemen, it's time to start winning. For more information, email me, hello at yes.express. Again, it's hello at yes.express. Now, let's get on with the show. Mission Mindset Adventure is a three-day, high-energy, immersive experience designed specifically to help growth-minded leaders break through their limiting self-beliefs by embracing the uncomfortable. In prior events, we've climbed two 14,000-foot mountains in the Colorado Rockies. We've also hiked 20 grueling miles through the Grand Canyon in under 10 hours. This time, we're going to be trekking down a treacherous part of the Appalachian Trail all night in complete darkness. Why, you might ask? Because it has been proven over and over again that when you step way outside your comfort zone and push yourself way past your limits and face your fears head on, you awaken a giant within. This is the event that leaders come to to find their purpose. Warning, this event is for physically fit leaders who want more out of life and learn best by being emotionally and physically challenged. So be prepared to go deep and learn that you are capable of so much more in life than you ever thought you were. Interested? What are you waiting for? Join us. Welcome back at Outer Spaces. This week, we have special guests on. They're near, dear friends of, of my, me personally, Uli and Brad. And uh, Zach is with me this week as well, as he is a 24-year-old, has a lot of deep questions about spirituality and about what life is all about and what God is all about. So I wanted to share this conversation that we had that goes deep into that subject and to answer very interesting questions about spirituality and God and Jesus and all of that. So if you're curious about those things or you're just not sure what they mean for you in your life, you're not going to want to miss this episode. This was a real eye-opener for me. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a super special set of guests on today. And uh, these have been old time friends of, of my wife and mine for, I don't know, I don't even know, probably close to 20 years now mm-hmm. that we've known each other. Mm-hmm. And to be part and to witness their journey through life, uh, that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast today is about how they've gone from a more esoteric, you know, agnostic life into uh, full-blown missionary work. Uh, traveling around the world, helping people out and how to go, you know, how faith has played into their lives and how it's completely changed 
what they're doing. Because I know that's been part of my journey. And Zach, I know that's part of your journey as you're moving along here as well, is how faith fits into owning a business, being the best husband, the best wife, the best human being you can possibly be, how that plays into it. I would love to unlock their story today and share it with you guys because they have been dear friends of ours for many years. And I'm just so, so happy and so proud to see how far they've come and where they're going and what they're doing. So Brad and Klein, welcome to the show. Thanks, Josh. Absolutely. So guys, I there's we could go on for weeks about all the cool stuff you've done and all the work you've done around the world. Uh, but what I'd love for you guys to do is kind of take us back a little bit into the beginning. I know, Brad, you know, you came from the corporate world and you guys were, you know, doing a lot of the traditional, you know, American dream type stuff. And then everything changed for you guys. Can you take us back to that time and where you guys were and what shifted and how you ended up, you know, becoming missionaries? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my educational background is in clinical psychology, which qualified me to get into software development. <laughs> so uh, I was in software development uh, for a long time with uh, uh, SAP, a large software development company. I worked for ADP, Automatic Data Processing Incorporated. I worked for um, some large advertising firms and things just as web app development and stuff was coming into its own. I worked in higher education uh, as the director of a business accelerator program here locally in Pennsylvania. And um, a whole progression of things and events uh, led my wife and I, Uli and I, to um, a business conference. So at that time, uh, I was uh, at the university, um, I believe, trying to think back. Yeah, that would have been uh, around what, January of 2002? Mm-hmm. That sound right? Yeah. And was, what were yeah. you doing at the time? Well, I was actually, I have a master's in English art and biology and was a teacher, tenured teacher in Germany. Uh, when I came over here, I couldn't work as a teacher. Um, I would have had to do the whole studies, uh, everything university over again. So um, I actually became a business owner and I had um, a team of 30 uh, ladies uh, representing a line of uh, business clothing for women, travel wow. clothing. And um, that went really well. Uh, after that, um, I was a physician recruiter at Pocono Medical Center at that time and um, always involved in business. Um, so we did pretty well, I would say. We lived the American dream and um, yeah, had exactly. everything we, we needed, right? Yeah, a couple and of more. houses, co- nice cars, uh, beautiful family, healthy kids. Like everything was just going right. And then we mm-hmm. went to this business conference. And the long answer to your question, mm-hmm. Josh, is I heard the gospel for the first time. So yeah, I grew up in the U.S. and it's just amazing to me. I was 35 years old at the time. We were at a business conference and the leadership of the conference said, hey, um, we have this. So at sa- Saturday night, they said, we have this, this entire conference center for the weekend. You're all invited back tomorrow morning for like in a worship service. And I told Uli, Hey, we're, we're going to go to that. I've got a stack of business cards. There's going to be lots of successful people there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to network, you know, right. I want to meet people. That was the, that was the motivation for going. Yeah. And, and you I weren't too excited. I did. I said, what does religion have to do with business? I don't want to go there. Mm. And he, he convinced me. And so we actually went. Yeah. Anyway, um, I heard, I heard, uh, the gospel for the first time and it just like, I just knew in my spirit, like what that guy is sharing from the stage, that's truth. Mm. I I can't even explain that. I just like, I knew, and it's, it's wild because yeah, our careers were going well, things are going well in our life. It's not not like I had some major crisis Mm -hmm. or that I was searching uh, to get closer to God or anything like that. I just, it was a straight up, just the gospel. And I heard, and I knew it was truth. And when this guy asked P 
people who wanted to begin a new life in Christ to come forward. I just grabbed Uli by the hand and I, I marched her up there. And wow. so we went up there together. And then what's cool is something supernatural happened. Um, when we said yes to like start a new life in Christ, like begin to unpack all of this, uh, the Holy Spirit just fell on both of us. I, I started, we were weeping. Tears are, are, are streaming down my cheeks. I have no idea what's going on. The only thing I knew was like, this is real. Mm. This is real because I'm, I'm experiencing something. I was just like getting filled with, with the love of God. And I can't explain it other yeah, than maybe I can explain it a little bit. So, um, my, my thought was what, what funky thing is that, you know, these people are all jumping around up there and all happy. And, and what is, what does that have to do with business? Right. And mm. so then he grabs my hand and I'm like kicking and screaming in my head, <laughs> but I couldn't make a scene because it was business. Right? right. So we're going up front. And then truly for me, it was also a supernatural thing. It was very humbling because I just made fun of all, all that. And I, I'm standing there because he took me, right? I didn't even say anything. And the Holy Spirit just touched both of us. And it felt like standing under a shower of love. Mm -hmm. And the emptiness in my heart, which was filled with or covered with, um, you know, success, uh, with, with stuff, with a position, um, that was suddenly not that important. And the, the emptiness was filled with something I could not explain. And so I knew our life had changed. I didn't know how, but it has changed. And they gave us a Bible and, and said, go find a Bible preaching, Bible believing church. And we said, okay, how did we do that? You know, we looked around and we ended up in a United Methodist church. So it's amazing. It's funny because you, you say that story that might've been around the same time mm -hmm. that I think I was talking to, I believe it was Brad. And you, you had started getting into this. You were, you were working with other businesses and stuff. And I remember you saying something that has stuck with me ever since then. I only know that you remember saying it, but uh, you had said to me, you're like, you know, I found the more I look that the people with faith that have faith are the ones that truly succeed in life. Mm -hmm. The business owners that are, that, you know, that they're either Christian or, you know, that have faith that they're the ones that are succeeding, that are the ones mm -hmm. that are growing. And I'm like, and I couldn't put the two together. At the time, like I was probably late twenties, whatever. And I was like, I, I'm sitting here thinking, how do the two mix? Like I never, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in church, right? I went mm -hmm. to church. My mother made me go to church and all that. And then I'd be more agnostic, you know, in my mid twenties, mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I know there's a God out there, but I'm not really sure what it's supposed to mean for me. I don't, doesn't live within me. It's something out. It's this idea further away. Right. And, you know, as I'm getting older about that, you know, late thirties time frame, I started asking bigger questions and didn't have answers. And it's, it's led me back into this, right. And back into, to Jesus and to God. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you saying that to me has always left in story loop open in my head. And I've thought, man, mm -hmm. and then I watch around and funny enough, I start seeing the people that are most successful, truly successful, not mm -hmm. money. I don't give a mm -hmm. crap about the money. It's, mm -hmm. it's the ones that are truly building relationships and they're truly empowering human beings and that are really doing it for a much bigger, mm -hmm. much bigger reason. They're all believers. And I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, Brad was spot on. I don't even know. Again, it just hit me. And I don't know why it stuck with me because mm -hmm. a lot of people say a lot of things, but that one stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's just because that's what, you know, God wanted to stick with you, really. Yeah. I mean, we never really know how we're exerting influence when we're around people, mm -hmm. the things we say. But I can say with certainty, like what you believe to be true about God affects every area of your life. Right. And so most of us, especially, I think, we're guilty of this as men 
especially young men, you know, we're in, we're, we're invincible. We can do it. You know, there's this concept of being self-made and I'm just like going to grit it out and I'm going to succeed and I'm going to work hard and all that. But eventually, and this comes with, I, I think age too, you mentioned like mid thirties, we get mm-hmm. to, we start bumping up against some, some boundaries like, yeah. man, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it and I'm hitting it hard, but mm-hmm. there's some limitations and yeah. I can't push past myself. So yeah. that self-focus, like that self-motivation, that drive that entrepreneurs, business owners have um, innately, we just have that in us. We can't help ourselves, but eventually you get to a point where you're like, okay, um, there's gotta be, there's gotta be more. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing internally I'm, I'm bumping up against some limitations. And so what else is there out there? And that, that, that success or supposed uh, success that you mentioned before, I also recognize is, is it's like, well, what is success? How do we define it? Yeah. And if it's just, um, self-focused, it's, it's very shallow and very limited, but um, you know, when, when, when the blinders come off, so to speak, and you know, you can, you can see, and you, 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 you're alive in the spirit, like all of a sudden, yeah, life takes on a whole new meaning. Everything, everything, yeah, everything kind of changes. Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you define faith and what's the difference be- between hope and faith? Hmm. That's a good question. So I would just go back to the Bible. I happen to, to know that scripture. Yeah. Um, faith. Yeah. From, uh, Hebrews 11, I believe Hebrews 11, one faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Well, that sounds weird. Like Mm -hmm. that sounds upside down. The substance, like the substance, like you can pick up a, you know, your phone, there's Mm -hmm. substance to it. Right. But the substance of something that's hoped for, uh, that's, that's faith. Uh, it's, it's not yet seen or the, uh, evidence of things that are not yet seen. Evidence is tangible. Mm -hmm. Think of like, crime scene investigation or something, right? They're looking yeah. for evidence, physical evidence, but the kingdom of God's, it's just like all upside down. It's not that we have the saying, right? Uh, seeing is believing or people in school and in higher education are trained in the scientific method. Mm-hmm. And we're going to like have our hypothesis and we're going to prove it. And we're going to have the evidence, right? Faith is just the absolute opposite of that. It's just turned on its head. It's like, it's not seeing as believing. It's like believe, and then the the blinders come off. Then you see. Yeah. So it's it's kind of upside down. But and what was, does that answer your question? No, it definitely does. Yeah. But there was a faith, and then there was hope. Oh, right? hope. Yeah. Um, the substance of things hoped for. That's kind of in there. The hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, hope is also something that. Um, wow, it's an interesting question, man. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that is like hope is. Um, I'm just going through right now in my head the fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that's not one of those. I'm going through the lists of, mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm trying to find it's, where it's hope. It's a fruit. It's a fruit, fruit of the, of the Holy Spirit. spirit. So, it is. Okay. So um, fruit comes out of the things, the relationship with the Holy Spirit, with the, with God, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um that's actually an evidence when you show hope in a situation which is really hopeless right then you can't conjure it up you can't make it you can't like i have to have yeah. hope it's just given to you and it comes out of you so um um that is actually a real wonderful sign that you're filled with the holy spirit that holy spirit is in you yeah. when that hope rises up in a situation where you really shouldn't like in a logical way, there is no hope, mm-hmm. right? And right. So, yeah. Uh, so hope 
is definitely part of faith. Um, but uh, you can hope for something and then you can have faith. Faith is almost higher than more than, than hope. I feel like to have faith for a situation, that's actually a gift. So the gift of faith in mm -hmm. the Bible, that's also given to you. Right. That's also something you can't conjure up, but mm -hmm. it, it's just so much more. It's so much wider yeah. than just a hope for a certain situation. Yeah. I feel like faith is like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen next mm -hmm. and you kind of embrace that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now you say like the Holy spirit, is there, is there different spirits? Is there a bad spirit too? Right. Many. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time in India, for example, and uh, Hindus have millions of gods. And I'll tell you, when I go stand in front of or go past a, a Hindu temple, um, wow. I mean, even just the imagery, just the, the faces and the figures and mm -hmm. the things, the gods that there uh, are, are depicted are, are really kind of, yeah, frightening, disturbing images, some of them. And um, so, yeah, there uh, is uh, the spirit world is very real. Um, there is a holy spirit and everything else um, that's not holy is of another spirit. And so the demonic, it's really popular in culture right now, this, this um, kind of elevating um, the demonic, uh, what do you whether mean? it's film. What's demonic? Oh, demonic is uh, something that um, comes from Satan, the devil. Okay. And so it's a spiritual influence. Right. It's, um, it's a bad spiritual influence. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. A simple description. Right. It's always the, you know, the, the no, demonic always wants the bad for you. Mm -hmm. come, it might come um, as a deception, but ultimately it's not for your good. It's right. always for your bad. bad. Mm -hmm. So meaning, you know, almost if it comes to kill, steal and destroy, the Bible says. Wow. And so um, that's ultimately the, the goal. So something demonic can hinder your marriage, can hinder your business, can lead you on uh, with deception. Mm -hmm. Right. It's this very deceptive right. is yeah. a lie. Right. Yeah. I know oftentimes we'll talk about this, you know, roughly around this subject with sages and saboteurs, right? Mm -hmm. Sage is your, your God voice and you have just, you know, the saboteurs, which are the devil's voice, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that the negative in your life right. and it's the choice of who you feed and which one you believe, because if you believe the negative, mm -hmm. the, the more demonic sounds, then you're always going to stay in a box. Mm -hmm. You're always going to feel limited. Mm -hmm. You're always going to feel like you're under control. Mm -hmm. uh, Holy Spirit, I want to focus on. See, I don't even want to focus on the de demonic stuff because mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is when I focus on Holy Spirit. Right. What Holy Spirit's saying, man, yeah. it's always positive. It's, it's limitless. always mm -hmm. yeah. full of life. It's always right. for you. It's never against you. It's always always encouraging, always edifying. Yeah. Always lifting up, and it rep represents truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right? true, hundred percent. And so, none, none of us want to be deceived, right? Right? We don't want to be lied to, and mm -hmm. yet that's Satan is the father of lies, as I was described in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So we want to focus on truth, and it's just like um, you were talking about what we're feeding ourselves with. The Bible says our eyes are the lampstands to the soul. So, like things we're focusing on that we see and that we attend to. Uh, in the spirit, there's a, a a physical manifestation of that in the spirit too. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just like um, in our diets, you know, the things that we that we eat. You know, the, the saying, "You are what you eat." Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same for our spirit. It's like, what are we feeding our spirits? Are we feeding yeah. it something good and nurturing and building and lifting up, or are we feeding it something that's tearing yeah. down and destroying? 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same thing with, uh, you know, what you like the games or whatever people play, um, the horror movies people watch. I mean, it's, you know, if your your eyes are the, the, um, the gateway to what you experience, yep. what you feed yourself with. Well, if you feed yourself with the demonic stuff, well, that just, it comes into you. It, it just manifests. Yeah, so what are some of the ways that you can attract the Holy Spirit and then vice versa? Like some people obviously attract the opposite too. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, there's no really attracting the Holy Spirit, I would say. Um, simply the, the Spirit um, becomes part of us when we, say, it, it. when we say yes to Jesus. Right. So Jesus said, I am the way, the life. I am the... Uh, the, way truth the way, the life, and the truth. Mm-hmm. The way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. Thank matter. you. Same I knew there was thing. something that Jesus said. <laughs> Let's take a pause to edit this. <laughs> I am um, the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. Right? No one comes to the Father, meaning yeah. Father God, except through me. So Jesus is the gateway. Mm-hmm. And again, this is faith. This is just believing. It's not you need evidence first. There is plenty of evidence, actually, which is really interesting. But um, he says, you know, you're you're more blessed because um, you believe and haven't seen, haven't seen me. It's like um, your faith, in your him. faith, and that's all we need yeah. to come to him is faith. Mm-hmm. So when when uh, when asked, what do I have to do, you know, to see the kingdom of heaven? Jesus is like, just believe, believe in the one. That's all we have to do. Believe in Jesus. Our faith is the is the um, is the trigger. That, right. that opens the door. And so the Holy Spirit, when we believe, mm-hmm. when we confess, when we when we surrender when our lives saying, to Jesus. Right. Confessing, saying. Say it. When mm-hmm. we you know, speak it out. And it can be a super simple prayer. Like, uh, God, I don't really know who you are and what you're all about or if you're even real. But if you are real, like, please reveal yourself to me. Show yourself to me. Jesus, I want, I, I, I want all that goodness in my life. Mm-hmm. And that favor and that blessing. Yeah, I want that hope. I want that peace. Whatever that prayer looks like. Um, but if we understand that Jesus is the gateway to that, Holy Spirit fills us. Fill, Holy Spirit becomes our spirit, and so there's no room. Um, demonic influence can try to oppress us, and and it sometimes does try to oppress us, but it cannot possess us. So we've experienced people in around the world, multiple cultures who are demonized, demon possessed. Mm -hmm. And through prayer, we've seen deliverance and we've seen them set free. Wow. Yeah. And, um, at the same time, so I like to kind of say, um, I'm God's possession. Mm -hmm. So I'm possessed by God. (laughs) I'm possessed, but I'm other, I'm possessed by Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And so since that's filled there's no other spirit that can take up residence in in, in my right. spirit. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. But um, is believing the only thing you have to do? Like, do you still have to back it up with your actions? You know, yeah, like great kind question. of following the rules, so to speak. Great question. So, believing is the only thing you have to do. That's what the Word of God teaches us. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is, um, yeah, in every other major world religion, and I'm not especially religious, by the way. Like, um, but I do know Jesus and. Um, every other major world religion, it's about what you do. It's about what you have to do to get closer to God, right. or to be in favor with God or to be in right standing with God. As followers of Christ, it's not about what we do. It's about what he has already done. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he became a perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. God became man on earth. And, um, 
sacrificed his life as there, there is no sacrifice left. So he came out of a Jewish culture of sacrifices were part of normal life. It was part of the Jewish system. Um, all kinds of, yeah, um, different, um, offerings and sacrifices. Jesus became the perfect sacrifice. And the word says, the Bible says there is no sacrifice left. So he fulfilled all of that. And because of that, he was a solution to the problem of, or the challenge of, uh, yeah, death. He conquered death. He was murdered, right? He was crucified. Right. Uh, horrendous, torturous death. Crucified, put in a grave. Three days later, just like the uh, prophecies pointed to, just like he himself said would happen. Three days later, Holy Spirit raised him to life. And now life has conquered death. And that's why we also um, have eternal life as, um, as believers in Jesus. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm. when you say, do we have to follow rules, we don't have to. Right. But interestingly enough, when we understand how much we are loved, right, then you want to give that love to other people, right? And For sure. Well, if you have that, if you experience that kind of love, you don't murder, you don't steal, you don't covet, mm-hmm. you don't speak bad, slander people, mm-hmm. you don't do all these cheating, whatever. Mm. You don't do that because... Right. He loved me so much that I can now love you. And if I love you, I'm not going to cheat. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be loving to you. Right. And what does that look like, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you when you think about the Ten Commandments, like everybody talks about, right. everybody knows the Ten Commandments. Well, would love be the main thing, which all these ten other things or really the 613 rules and regulations, you know, which was given Would that in like, would that be in that, in that love, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, when the, the, the Bible actually talks about that, um, that the, the, uh, law, those 10 commandments was fulfilled, was complete with Jesus coming and dying and raising, rising from the dead. So, it's not necessary anymore um, to fulfill the old law because the new law with Jesus, love mm. your neighbor as yourself, right? right? Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the ultimate one. Mm. And everything else is in that. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So maybe just to summarize that, like the yeah. old covenant was the, the, the law of Moses, the old covenant by which uh, the Jewish people lived mm-hmm. uh, and some still do because they don't yet recognize that jesus is the messiah the christ that they're waiting for still waiting for right yeah um we recognize that he's the one who he said he was and is um and so that old covenant has been fulfilled jesus is the fulfillment of the law so he's he's set aside the first he's set aside the first law uh to usher in a new law or a new age this Mm -hmm. age of grace that we live under so the motivation for keeping the Ten Commandments just changes, right? Mm. As a as a Jew, you would keep the Ten Commandments to be in right standing with God. As a Christian, the motivation changes because the the trans the spiritual transformation starts, right? And the motivation is no longer I have to do these things or not do these things. It's lists of do's and don'ts uh, in order to be right with God. That's not that's no longer um, um, applicable for us as Christians. Um, however, the the heart motivation changes it's like uli was saying i i want to 
do these things or I don't want to do those things. Why? Not not so I can be righteous with God. I'm already that because of Christ. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I follow those things because uh, of love. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the difference. For sure. Right? Now, what exactly happens when you get baptized? You got good questions, man. <laughs> I told you he's got a whole list. <laughs> so baptism, I don't, actually don't have a list. It's, they're all in my head. <laughs> so, so in <laughs> modern times right now, like if, if we go to uh, a baptism is nothing more than a, a public, uh, publicly professing that you identify with Christ. Yeah. So when you're in the water, like nothing magical happens or, or whatever, but it's a, it's a symbolic cleansing. Um, some people do have very powerful spiritual encounters during the baptism, but um, it's basically just um, you're identifying with Christ's death and going down under the water, mm-hmm. right? And then you're resurrected back to life. So you're identifying with uh, his resurrection when you come back up out of the water of being you know, cleansed from sin, cleansed from unrighteousness, um, and born again, born into life um, through through uh, through that ba- act of baptism. But essentially, it's a public uh, publicly announcing. To, yeah. to the church or if you get baptized that like so we're, we live down by the ocean in florida and so people will sometimes get baptized in the sea you know, openly uh, not in a church mm-hmm. right it's just mm-hmm. a different there's yeah. no and we baptize people in the pool and we baptize people yeah. in the shower that, that, in the you know in a bathtub in china i mm-hmm. mean stuff so, you know you can't do it publicly so mm-hmm. you know you just do it that way or in a right. hot tub yeah the means doesn't really matter mm-hmm. right it's not it's not about it's about your um heart condition the, the condition of your heart like where you're at in your spirit like just identifying with yeah i you know i believe and i'm showing the rest of the people in the body of christ we say the church mm-hmm. you know you and i we know the church is not a building Mm-hmm. It's the people, right? We are the the church body. It's just professing yeah. to them. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm one of you. I want to be like I'm. I'm. And also in the spiritual realm, it shows all the demonic people or mm-hmm. demonic things yeah. out there. Hey, this is why I'm. I belong there. to Jesus. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's powerful. You think there's a power in getting baptized twice? Because a lot of us we get baptized when we're babies, two, three years old, mm-hmm. but we really don't know what's going on, right? Then in there, yeah, yeah, it wasn't it. by choice at that point. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah I need this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my experience. Yeah, I yeah. was baptized as a baby and, and grew up agnostic. Really, I was just like, yeah, there probably yeah. is a God, but I don't really know him, and I'm not interested because I just want to. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in me, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, yeah. like, that was that's just how I lived. Um, but so I, I publicly was baptized probably at I don't know close to forty. I was probably close mm-hmm. to maybe I was thirty eight or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I did that. In, in, in the church we did it together yeah. same yeah. time um just because i was like hey i is this necessary yeah probably not but i i don't want to miss out on anything that god has for me so for sure. i want to do this yeah mm-hmm. i will also say it's not a requirement some um you know there are many 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 different types of denominations mm-hmm. and many different sets of kind of rules and traditions and things that they have and they they differ sometimes for sure that was always confusing to me too. I'm like, man, these Christians don't even have it figured out. This one does this, this one does that. Yeah. They want this one sprinkles, this mm-hmm. one immerses. Like they don't even agree. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. But what I found is like in scriptures, when Jesus is on the cross, for example, there are two other there are two thieves that are also being crucified at the same time. And he's having a conversation with one of them. One of the guys recognizes his sin, recognizes that he's like, Man, I, I'm, you know, I 
he has this conversation with Jesus and um, Jesus assures him, like, surely um, you will see the kingdom of heaven. Well, that guy, so that guy recognized Christ's um, sinless life, his holiness, however you want to describe that. And Jesus knew he recognized that in him. He didn't have a chance to get baptized, did he? He's hanging on a cross. He's mm -hmm. about to die. Yeah. So there's an example right there, a biblical example that I would point to and say, you know, if, if you can get baptized, sure, absolutely get, get baptized. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's the right thing to do. But if somebody professes Christ, they give their life to Jesus and don't have an opportunity to get baptized mm -hmm. before they pass on, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to be, they'll see the kingdom of God. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to um, read something from Matthew 28. So when Jesus shortly before he left the earth and, and rose to heaven, um, he he talked to the disciples, um, and his last thing he said was in Matthew twenty eight eighteen, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, uh, baptizing is mentioned, right? Um, but um, as as we all know, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to get baptized and you're still saved. You're still, you know, with Jesus, even though you're not baptized. But that is one of the it's not just the recommendations. It's actually, you know, Jesus saying oh, a charge. Right. Yeah. Do that. So, by the way, what we're sharing is our experience. There are entire denominations that will say we're wrong. Mm -hmm. They'll say, no, you must get baptized or, or you're not saved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe that for the exact reason I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. the case I see in the Bible, the thief on the cross, for example. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Got it. What do you think is the difference between spirituality and religion? Mm. That's good. So yeah. I can speak to that because I would say I was very spiritual. Um, I was raised in the Protestant church in Germany, went through the whole um, religious uh, educational system, uh, you know, I had con con was confirmed when I was 14, confirmed my faith, but it was all in here and it was not here. It was not a personal thing. Mm. So I had actually a religion class in, in Germany. I have religion class. Um, I, I chose to take it up to 13th grade. I had Jesus Christ in my last exams. I did pretty well and I knew it in here, but I didn't have it here. Yeah. In your head, right? When, not right. in your heart. Yep. So um, <clears throat> over time, um, I was very interested in spiritual things. So I went into, uh, looked into Buddhism and Hinduism and, you know, all the things I had heard about, all the natural um, uh, ways of healing. Um, and, and so very, very much interested in that. So there's plenty of people who are interested in those kind of things. Um are the natural things necessarily bad? No, not at all. But it is a creation, right? The natural, na the nat nature, things from nature are created things from God. So I would say I was worshiping the creation more than I worshiped the creator, even if I I didn't probably didn't even know what that meant. And so, so the difference was I want to have that healing power. I'm very attracted to the power of 
of healing of the things of the supernatural. And I dabbled in that, I have to say, but um, it was just a, mm, a cheap imitation of what the spirit, the spirit, the Holy Spirit and God uh, and, and faith can actually offer right. to you. And so I felt like um, when I now look back, it wasn't bad what I experienced necessarily, you know, it was all kind of good, but oh my gosh, the faith now is superior to anything I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And so now when my kids are sick or when, when they were sick, when they were little kids, what we did was we prayed first for healing. And guess what? Most of the time they were immediately healed. Right. You know, now let me take a step. So yeah. let me take a step at that, sure. answering that too. Yeah, spiritual, yeah. you asked about spirituality versus religion. Yep. Um, the truth is, we are spiritual beings. We're body, soul, and spirit. We're body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. I think anybody you talk to on the street would agree we're body, mind, and spirit. Question is so the body and the mind, they're going to pass away, right? They're temporal, mm -hmm. they're temporary. Yeah. The spirit is what's eternal. Right. So we are really. We think about it. We're we're eternal spiritual beings walking around trapped in these human bodies for for a time, mm. for a time on Earth, right? But our spirit is endures. It's 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 enduring. It's lasting. Yeah. It's it's eternal. So the question then. So since we're all spiritual beings, the difference then to religion. I see religion as more of system. Um, some I, I might say um, an institution, um, an organization, set of um, rules, set of rules, and I'm, I'm trying to generalize, like not just Christianity, but I'm thinking about you know religion in broad terms. Yeah. Um, but you know, religion typically, uh, yeah, it it's um, well a set of rules type of thinking. It's controlling. It's conforming. It's um, imprisoning to some people. There's no. Uh, freedom in a religious system. And it's just interesting to note that Jesus grew up in Jewish culture. He was a Jew and he grew up adhering to the law, the law of Moses, um, something that the entire culture was called to and identified with. But there's freedom. We, we say there's freedom in Christ. It's for, it's for freedom. We've been set free. Well, what does that look like and what kind of freedom? So here's a guy who grows up in, 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 in a religious system. And by simply believing in who he says that he is, those people, all the Jews of the time, well, everybody, all of us today, but especially in his time, they were set free from the need to follow this religious system. So it's really interesting. I mean, Jesus didn't come to earth to create a, a world religion. He didn't come to create Christianity or something. Mm -hmm. That wasn't his goal. But he set people free mm -hmm. um, from sin, from their own lives and the things that are destructive to, to, to all of us. Set us free. So it, it no longer becomes about trying to keep the law or keep the rules in a religious system that confines us. But instead, there's, there's freedom on the other side of all that when we just when we believe. And then Holy Spirit starts to unpack that and, and teach us and, and just set us more and more free wow. in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Yeah, don't no, definitely. Yeah. Um, so praying is like talking to God, asking God for things. Um, is meditation listening to God? Good question. Yeah, so some of those um, words are used interchangeably. Um, 
a lot of things I'll, I'll say in other major world religions have been kind of hijacked from from Christian thought and from Christian origins, from right. a godly influence, and are used in deception. So I know that meditation obviously is used in um, some other you know Eastern um, religions, and uh, I would just make the distinction on what the spiritual focus is on meditation. So if I'm meditating, for example, trying to empty myself and become like nothing or something, that's a, um, it can be, um, uh, well, I don't want to say it. It can be dangerous. Like we're opening our spirit up and emptying ourselves void of everything. When I've, I've created a void that wants to be filled and I've opened myself up for even demonic influences to begin to, yeah, fill my life. Mm -hmm. And so, that's not the type of meditation where we're talking about if, if somebody uses prayer and meditation interchangeably mm-hmm. from, a, from a Christian faith perspective. Um, praying is, yeah, a conversation with God. So it involves um, talking and listening and learning right. to discern, learning to hear. And that's where Holy Spirit helps us begin to, to discern, hey, is this my thought or is that you, God? And, and also to begin to discern, is that? The enemy's thought. Right. So basically, anything that's condemning, that's um, tearing down, that's negative. These are these are thoughts from the enemy. Could be also our own thought, but he wants to to, to speak to us that way to make us feel like we're less, not good enough, not handsome enough, not uh, thin enough, not smart enough, not whatever it is, not enough. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's never the voice of God because the Bible also says that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ, so therefore there's no condem- condemnation. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit will nudge us, will remind us of things that you know maybe need to be put on a different path. But the prayer is a simple conversation with God. Meditation, in some senses, is much more inward focus, getting into self, getting into our own psyche, getting into our own mind or our mm-hmm. own soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. meditation could also be meditating on Scripture. So basically, sure. you know, you're reading. Um, in the Bible and, um, you know, something jumps out at you, you know, like a, a verse and the Holy Spirit basically highlights it to you. And you're like, okay, let me, let me just figure out what you want to say to me. And then, you know, you, you might, uh, read another translation. You might go into the Greek or the Hebrew. You might just be really super easy. Just ask the Lord, okay, what do you mean? Can you tell me? You know, show me what you want to tell me through this word, and you you ponder it in your in your thoughts. That's it. Meditate and sometimes on you it. you read ponder. it like yeah. five times or ten times, or you feel like I think I have to just read this again tomorrow, and maybe in three days I get a new revelation, or maybe during the day. That's kind of meditating, kind of yeah. having that in your mind, mm-hmm. and you know, rotating it. Mm-hmm. Tear, taking it apart, taking the words apart, and so on. Makes sense. Yeah. What's your What's your opinion on drugs? What kind of drugs? Just any drugs? Alcohol, marijuana, psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those kind of drugs. Yeah. So, um, they're all mind altering drugs. Mm-hmm. So when we're going with marijuana and and so on, um, that makes you. Uh, feel, experience different things, yeah. which are um, opening your yourself up to possibly the demonic, mm-hmm. possibly, 
possibly to destructive things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, I, I mean, the Bible is is clear about that. That you know, you're you're not um, uh, supposed to indulge in the, those kind of things. Meaning, like going over excessively. You know, can a herb have some kind of firm pharmaceutical benefit and and might might um give you a sense of whatever that just opened up some some things from it's the overindulging and right. and you know am i getting used to the things so much that i need them right yeah. all right mm-hmm. so i'd rather not focus on that i'd rather focus on i want more of what holy spirit what jesus was god right. what god have mm-hmm. for me yeah. now with alcohol while well, jesus drank he had wine. Did he have wine so much that he was drinking and, and sat in a corner and was drunk somewhere? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was part of the culture mm-hmm. at that, that time. And I don't know if you know the story of the wedding in Cana where he actually made wine out of water. That's an interesting story to share yeah. or to 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 read about. So and incredible. So he's not against alcohol it's the overindulging yet again you know Mm -hmm. if you're you're at a place where you have to drink you have to have it's a habitual thing or it's like to the point of you can't function without it then it's absolutely questionable because then you're relying on something else in holy spirit i think it's about purpose right it's about what purpose does it play Mm -hmm. is it something that is an overindulgence something that you feel like you've been addicted or need yeah versus something that you're like no i'm gonna have a, a toast to yeah. toast somebody, a baby being born or somebody, right. you know, a right. wedding, some kind exactly. of celebration. Exactly. And it's like, we're good. Right. But being and, purposeful in it. Yeah. And also sometimes those kind of things like drugs or, or alcohol uh, can be a band-aid for something which is not okay. And so I'd rather not have that band-aid and get healing from Holy Spirit, from for Jesus, sure. from God, and then be done with it. Yeah. And so... So guys, as we move through, I'm sure you got some more questions, Zach. I'm loving mm-hmm. these questions so far. So you guys are here in the U.S. Just going to keep the story moving along. We got mm-hmm. sidetracked there, but awesome stuff. Um, so you're here in the U.S. You're, you're doing awesome stuff. You know, you're, you're business owners. You're out in corporate America. You're killing it. Um, what shifted? What changed? Because I know eventually you ended up in China as a missionary. So how did that happen? Yeah, so after we said yes to Jesus, um, basically, uh, it took me two years to even open up a Bible, believe it or not. But that that was the first thing that changed. When I opened up and started reading the Word of God, um, wow, I, it just came alive. Like that book, I didn't have really anybody walking alongside me with that. I had somebody encourage me to begin reading, but I, I didn't have a, a group of people or even one person to study. So I just opened the Bible, Genesis chapter one, mm-hmm. and I started reading and I read it just cover to cover. I was just fascinated with what was in there. I could not believe the, what was happening and, and the, the, the things that occurred and were written about in the Bible. And so sometimes uh, Christians will um, describe the Bible as the living word. That's I could see for the first time, like, wow, this book is different than any other book I've ever read very different. So that changed. Um, and, um, the second thing was experiential. So I, I felt like at some point later, uh, that we were supposed to just open up our house on Friday evenings, Friday nights, the end of the work week, people come on over, we'll share a meal together. Mm-hmm. We'll hang out. We'll just do life together. 
um, have a meal, pray for each other, just share our lives, maybe worship. There was somebody talented that could play the guitar or the keys or something, and then we'd just hang out together. Well, what started to happen was very quickly, we started to see the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit moving among people. And it didn't take long until there were people from even different denominations, different churches coming to our place on a Friday night. And I'm, I'm sitting back thinking, what, what is happening? Like, why, what's so attractive here? Why are people being drawn? And I recognized it was because God was doing something in our house on Friday nights where there was basically no room for on a Sunday morning in a church service. So it's not like God wasn't welcome. He's certainly with them. He's with us. He's always with us. But um, our programs and our, our our things just kind of you know squeeze out room or space for him to actually move in the way he wants to move. So sometimes. we began sometimes. sometimes, yeah. So we began to experience um, things like instant physical healing when we pray for somebody, um, and that just created a lot more questions. So we wanted to unpack that and figure out what's going on. Um, gratefully, we had spiritual mentors in our lives who were able to point point to the Bible show us, uh, always answer our questions with scripture. So that, that definitely changed. Yeah. Gosh, I, I hope yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, those so, two things, the, the Bible and the, the experiential things that came as a result of beginning to learn, like, wow, we're not just reading about this in the book. We're experiencing like it. the power of God. Yeah. 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 So, so this was so amazing that on Monday mornings when we had to go to work, we were like, we can't wait for Friday. What's God <laughs> going to do on Friday? Yeah. Going to work was a drag. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, I can't wait for Friday night. Yeah. So, so we just experienced so many amazing things and our kids did too. And so, um, then I lost my job. It was like 2008, 2009, you know, during the, uh, big bubble burst, the real estate bubble burst and, and the economy was not good. And, and so I was let go. And so here, this meant either, replacing a really good income or doing something radically different. And so we did with our spiritual mentors in, in place, you know, we were recommended, why don't you just do something completely different and go into full-time ministry? And we're like, what does that mean? Do we need to go back to university for that? Or, you know, are we equipped? And, and our spiritual mentor said, well, do you have the Holy spirit? Yep. You're equipped. And so he gave us a list of all kinds of different organizations. We did our homework and well, the organization we went with, with in China that was wide open. And I said, I'm not going to China. They speak Chinese. I don't speak Chinese. You know how, and, and, you know, they have a different system, government system and, and so on. And I, I just could not see myself there. And I, I prayed and I said, okay, God, if you want us in China, you're going to have to seriously change my heart. And he did. Took about two months, and here we go. You know, a month, a year later, we actually lived here for a while here in this apartment, um, uh, in preparation to that. And then a year that. later, yeah. mm -hmm. it's incredible to see the calling. You could tell that you were. Mm -hmm. There was no doubt. You're like, we're going. We have mm -hmm. no idea what's going to happen, but we have full faith. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. The time of my life, yeah, when I didn't have that faith. It required a lot of faith. Yeah, but yeah. we just knew. I mean, we were being called out. We were. Um, we didn't know exactly what that was going to look like, but it was faith. It was like, yeah, the, this other stuff, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying it has to be that radical either. I mean, some people, you know, things can coexist, coexist right? Mm -hmm. and, you know, profession and living out your faith, mm -hmm. uh, all of that. 
together, but uh, yeah. we just decided for a different track. So I left my job and we started preparing for a new life in China. We stayed there for seven years and then we lived, uh, we, we had to leave uh, in mid, I guess around June, 2017. And then we lived out of our carry-on suitcases, flying around the world, different places where wherever we were invited to go. Um, yeah, um, it was a really interesting time, a lot of grace on our lives. And then we got locked down uh, in India for four months um, during COVID. We were there for a total of five months. And after that time period, when we were able to travel again, we, we came back to the U.S. And by then, we were really craving our own four walls again. Mm -hmm. So um, we were able to buy a house uh, yeah, in Florida. So that's that's what we did. And that's where, where we live now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now we still run our organization um, and um, are still very much involved all over the world. But um, we also started different businesses and um and that can absolutely coexist so mm -hmm. we we have the nonprofit side and the profit side and and i'll tell you there was, there's so much favor 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 on on us on the work with you know together with the lord it's just unbelievable we sit back and laugh sometimes we're like god cheats you know, it's just like, that just isn't even fair. It's not even fair to other, it's like yeah. to, to the competitors because there's just favor on our lives. And, yeah. and I look at that and I'm like, yeah, God, God just, you know, he, he, he knows us. He's uh, interested in our lives. He, he's a good God. He's not uh, way off distant somewhere with a checklist. Like you messed up here. You messed up there. I'm going to throw a lightning bolt at you. I'm going to trip you. So that you'll mm. see that I'm here. He's not like that. He just loves us, man. He's just like so full of love and so full of favor, just like mm. I am with with my own children. Right. right. I want to see them succeed. I want to. I want what's best for them. I want to help them. I want. To, like I'm not trying to put hurdles in their way so they'll pay attention to me. So, yeah. so I said earlier, what we believe to be true about God affects every area of our lives. And if we believe that God is a good God and He's for us and not against us, we just see that. Yeah, show up in our lives. Yeah. Do you think he puts obstacles in front of us to make us stronger? I, I don't believe that. I, I I believe the obstacles that that are in front of us, um, he, he will use. Mm -hmm. He'll use. Um, right. Uli often says, you know, he turns lemons into lemonade. Right. And that's a good analogy for that too. So yeah. life life just happens to us, man. Stuff right. life life is just uh, uh hard stuff happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh whether it's um yeah, sickness, um people, uh, family members passing away way too soon. All, all those types of things are challenges in our lives. Um, God's certainly not initiating. God's not the inflictor. God is the right. healer. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So he doesn't inflict us with things. He, he, he wants to bring us through it and, and heal it. And that also requires faith. I mean, sometimes, yep. you know, you see events in our lives, tragedy, um, natural disasters um, mm -hmm. somebody's house catches fire i mean all kinds of just tragic things car accidents and you're like where are you lord where where are you god where were you why didn't you save this one why didn't you help that one and truth is he, he's he's not the puppet master and we're just you know marionettes on on strings and he's pulling strings he's it's one of my pet peeves when people always say god's in control it's like well really where does the bible say that it might be just semantics but like you know, if, if you decide to poke me in the eye, mm -hmm. God's not going to restrain your hand. So you can't like, he's given us this thing called free will. 
Right. So you can poke me in the eye and it's going to hurt. And I'll be like, wow, dude, why did you do that? <laughs> but like, please don't, <laughs> you know, but what I'm, what I'm saying is like, God's not controlling every little thing. We, we, there are decisions we make, you know, right. and, um, there are consequences to the decisions. Mm-hmm. Come ties right back into your, you know, drugs and alcohol question. Mm-hmm. It's like, we make choices. Every, we, we often say like, everything is permissible. We have a free will, but not everything is profitable. And that's in the Bible. Not everything is good for us. So yeah, if I do the champagne toast at a wedding, no problem. If I drink a, a bottle of champagne every day, it's probably a problem, right? So not everything's profitable for right. us, but all things are kind of permissible. So we have that free will. We have that choice. And I don't remember why I started talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember either. Um, yeah. Now you say like God lives in all of us. Like, what do you, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, cause we all have a soul, right? Is that like almost God, but do, don't we have to choose God? Yeah, we for do that to happen. Yeah. We have to choose him. Yeah. We have to say yes. And yeah. Like I, like I mentioned before, Jesus is the, he's the way. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Father. Now Jesus so, is God. He is. This is a tricky thing. Yeah. There's, there's but he's a God in human form. We call it the Trinity is the you know religious term or the I don't even know if the word Trinity is no, itself in, in the, the Bible. Bible, but mm-hmm. we, we talk about the Trinity, this triune God, this God in three persons. So Father God, mm-hmm. um, Holy Spirit, and Jesus the Son. Um it's interesting if you when you start reading the Bible and, and study a little bit, you'll recognize all these things. All the all three persons of God were there um, in the beginning, before creation. They're all present. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe you can explain that a little bit because um, that's kind of out there. Well, there. I mean, they're all there. It's like there's some really, really deep thoughts. I mean, like so, the Bible says, for example. Um, um, that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the earth. It's like, wait a minute. I thought he was born and walked the earth and then he was crucified. So how was he, what does that mean? Like, right. It's, it's kind of deep or, or, or the fact that, you know, God is the creator. God as creator. Um, he knew we would have these questions. That's why the book of Genesis is really cool. It answers a lot of these questions in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. It starts out with in the beginning. So he already knows we're going to have these questions. And so he, he tells us exactly what it was like in the beginning and God created the heavens and the earth. Right. Yeah. And, um, that's how it all starts out. And it says that the, the, the spirit of God uh, hovered over the waters of the deep. So the spirits there, God's there. Jesus is there. They're there in the beginning. Um, so yes, uh, God, the father is this, this, um, creator. He, this is a really cool thought too. So a lot of people, a lot of um, people that grow up in church or entire denominations will create this image of like an angry God, like who they'll say he poured out his wrath, his anger on his son on the cross. I'm thinking, what, what a sicko. Like I'm a dad. I would never do that to my son. That can't be. Yeah. If a God is love, why would he do that to a son? And the, the, the truth in all that is, this, these three persons of God, God took part of himself and became that sacrifice. He, it's not a father pouring out anger and wrath on a son for the forgiveness of the sin of the world. It's him being the solution. He becomes man on earth. Mm. Do you understand yeah. the difference? Yeah. 
totally changes the understanding of that's love. Mm-hmm. Man, God giving himself, becoming flesh, taking on human form, growing up um, yeah, as Jesus, the person of Jesus. Right. And um, choosing to, yes, he's, he's, he's 100% man and 100% God. And that's a, that's a mind bender too. So it's, it's yeah. hard, to, hard to think about. Maybe you can just explain real quick why Holy Spirit you know what how does holy spirit and when did he basically come into our lives i think you should explain that oh (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a loaded question she wants me to (laughs) explain it i mean yeah go ahead well let me say one thing before you answer that though Mm -hmm. i just did want to mention um in the original text um so in hebrew uh, holy spirit is female and so i know you you told me you you read or you saw the movie the shack one of those it's interesting that it was like a um, um, a real epiphany for people like, wow, that God is a woman or whatever, but it's interesting. So we have father, God, a female, Holy spirit, that the Holy spirit's like the nurturing one, more of the motherly mm-hmm. character characteristics or attributes of God in the Bible. Yeah. And then Jesus, the son. So it also kind of, it, it completes that family, uh, image, right? right. That cohesiveness, father, mother, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. It does. So yeah, the female side. So th- this is this might be very controversial to many of the traditional denominations, but it's biblical, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it is in the Hebrew. Um, so yeah, why Holy Spirit? So when Jesus um, left the earth and uh, rose to, to to heaven or went back to God, so to speak, um, he said to the apostles or the disciples, disciples. Um, beforehand, um, but I will send you another one who will actually come to you, will dwell with you, with, and he will actually explain everything I have shared with you. And um, and he talked about the Holy Spirit, and he had mentioned the Holy Spirit several times. So um, actually, um, eleven days after um, Jesus rose to to heaven. Um, he had said, oh, go to this place and stay there and wait until he until Holy Spirit comes. And so um, 11 days later, all these people were, uh, about 100 people were in this room, um, first or second floor, you know, they say upper room. Um, and they were just worshiping. They were praising. They were, they were, they were praying. And this incredible, incredible wind comes into. Now, mind you, there were no no real windows, right? They were all open. Yeah. So this wind comes into this room. Yeah. And um and and people can see even flames like on top of people's heads, right? And 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 these people started speaking in other languages. And these other languages were actually languages that people who had come to Jerusalem because of a, a big holiday, um, they were coming from all over, all these different countries. And these not learned, so to speak, never studied those languages, started speaking these languages and started explaining things about Jesus, about the good news, uh, about the kingdom of God. And they're like, what, what, what's going on here? They're, they have not studied these. Why are they speaking these languages, right? So this was when the Holy Spirit really came basically on in them, into them, mm-hmm. on them. And they were basically baptized in the Holy Spirit and right. started. 
speaking these other languages. And that day, 3,000 people came to Christ because of, of that incredible wonder, this, this miracle. Wow. So Holy Spirit was there. And so in the Old Testament, um, in even bef before Christ died, Holy Spirit showed up here and there mm -hmm. as a visitation, we say. Now it was Holy Spirit as a habitation. So he came and, and, and basically when Jesus said yes to Jesus, uh, when, when people said yes to Jesus, Holy Spirit automatically, automatically was part of you, came into you, mm. and and you have Holy Spirit, you know, have access to Holy Spirit. Maybe yeah, it's so. also important uh, just to mention that Jesus also received the Holy Spirit, and it was uh, when he was baptized by John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, uh, we read also in the Bible that um, something that appeared like uh, the form of a dove came and rested on him. And um, so he received also the Holy Spirit. Um, at his happened to, for him, it happened to be during his baptism or immediately after his baptism. Um, yeah, just important to also point out like Jesus as a man also received the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And it wasn't until he received the Holy Spirit that we saw his public ministry begin where signs and wonders and miracles happened, right? He didn't perform those miracles prior to receiving the Holy Spirit. So that power that we have as believers comes from the Holy Spirit and that's from within us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we die, I've heard this, I don't know if it's true, um, 21 grams gets lifted out of us, like, like immediately after we die. Like, is that our spirit? What do you guys know about grams? that? I don't know, man. Never heard that okay. before. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> in, a, in a German measurement, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Never heard that before. Yeah. I think I've heard something similar to that. Yeah, I mm -hmm. don't know. And it's probably, um, you know, there's probably like real scientific empirical evidence for for that i've heard that before to too, weigh yeah. somebody yeah. on their deathbed and when they die i have no idea right uh, I, I don't know what to so what do you think that to. what do you think happens after um our like after we die and like their, our soul comes out um just released from these bodies mm -hmm. and uh that, that eternal spirit i talked about uh, yeah. before is is released into this place we call heaven um right. i don't know what that looks like it's interesting too the bible's kind of doesn't have a whole lot to say about exactly what heaven is like, mm -hmm. but I just believe as believers, um, right. as a follower of Jesus, right. um, I'll be released into that perfect place, mm. I'll be released from this body and with my spirit, Jesus. my spirit will be, yeah, absolutely, uh, with Jesus and, and Father and Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, in this place we call heaven. Gotcha, yeah. Um, so was it always Jesus? Because I've also heard that his name used to be, was it Joshua? Yeshua. Mm -hmm. Yeshua. Mm -hmm. That's the Hebrew. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. do, is it like Jesus is like the English form of that? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got it. Yeah. So a lot of people. Joshua. Mm -hmm. Joshua. Yeah. Shouldn't it be Yeshua. translated to Joshua? Mm -hmm. Could. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't know why they say Yesu, yes, Jesus, Jesus mm -hmm. in German. Jesus in German. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's just. Translated right. in Chinese, mm -hmm. yeah. gotcha. What I find really interesting is the the movie The Shack, mm -hmm. right? You guys recommended it, read the book, mm -hmm. watched mm -hmm. the movie, mm -hmm. and what I love so much about that movie is how they unpack, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because as a you know growing up Lutheran, kind of going more agnostic, and then kind of coming full circle back around, that's one thing that confused the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. I could not understand why three. Mm -hmm. Seriously, couldn't mm -hmm. understand it. 
that movie so clearly, and especially if you read the book, mm-hmm. so clearly shows the actual, we'll call it for lack of a better term, functionality of each mm-hmm. and how they come up. And it was funny how it was a black woman as God in there. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. I mean, like it's, it's just a form, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like that's, that's not in our minds. We're taught differently. Like we have this image of Jesus from all of these, you know, different paintings and murals and all this kind of stuff. And we don't even know if we truly, that is true or not. Mm-hmm. We don't know, but you it's know, it's pretty I, unlikely that Jesus was blonde haired and blue eyed. Exactly. Know? Especially but, being in the middle East. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just so interesting. I don't know. It's such a, yeah. such a cool topic. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. so so we just don't want questions. to reiterate <laughs> that the shack is fiction. Yeah, of okay. Yeah. And but it is truly my favorite book next to not next up right after the Bible. I read it like eight times and no, nine times, one once in German and, and eight times in English. And every time I got something new out of it. Um so I'm all shack? for yeah. the shack. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for the shack. Yeah. I, but I have to say it is truly fiction. But it really brought me into the Bible big yeah, time because yeah. now I wanted to really research and find out, is this really like, is that true? Yeah. All these things, it, it really breaks your paradigm mm-hmm. of what religion in my, in my experience had taught me. And so it, it really broke me out of a religious system, yeah. bringing me into a relationship. So, yeah. So uh, like after, like, say, like for my dad, for example, I feel like I've gotten signs from him. Like, do you think that's possible at all? Like after you die, like you still, like your spirit kind of still is on earth and can still like have power of some sort or give people signs. Yeah. It's interesting. So from a, from a, um, Holy spirit side, I'll address that first. Like Mm -hmm. there are, um, so the, the prophetic, uh, is one, uh, functional area I'll say of the church, a functional area, the prophecy. So, one just one aspect of that people usually think prophecies like fortune telling or something speaking into the future it can have that aspect but there are others and so one side of that could be um, dreams for example and uh, i do know that um, that's biblical uh, that that the dream world we can see that in old and new testament so is it possible to um, have a dream that's from the lord that's that's a holy influence that's helping us to understand something, maybe helping us to resolve something, maybe helping us to find peace uh, with somebody who's passed and is deceased and the, like, like where we know that they're okay and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard multiple encounters of, of that kind of, uh, that kind of thing. Um, as far as, I mean, the Bible also tells us, teaches us to, to not be in the practice of what it's would, would consider like conjuring the spirits like summoning or conjuring spirits that could be, you know, the, the deceased people that we know, or could be, you know, demonic uh, spirits where we're not supposed to be engaged in that and seek it out and practice that. Um, so Uli, do you have any other insight about that? Yeah. Um, I know that the Lord speaks through dreams and I, because I've experienced it many times and I would say I, I'm, more prophetic in my function um so um can he give you thoughts can he give you pictures can he give you dreams absolutely and mm-hmm. i can i mean i could totally unpack that b- biblically you don't have the time for that mm-hmm. um so can the lord give you peace about 
you know, your dad's passing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, if for some reason your dad showed up um, in a vision or whatever every single day and told you, do this, do that, do this, do that. And it, and then that, uh, that might be a red flag mm-hmm. because that might be a demonic thing, like a familiar spirit who shows up as your dad or whatever. But if it's just like giving you peace and, um, you know, you, I'm fine, you know, and the Lord gives you that, grants you that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Right. Uh, that's, that's great. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think uh, Jesus is coming back? Like, do you guys in the, in the revolution, so to speak? I don't know. If that's like the right revelation. Revelation. I mean, okay. Revel- the book of Revelation. Yeah, he's coming mean? back. I mean, yeah. that's indisputable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's coming back. Um, when he's coming back and why? We don't know. We nobody, don't know. nobody knows when mm-hmm. he'll come, and the Bible yeah. teaches that too. Mm-hmm. He he very clearly told us no one knows the hour uh, except for the Father. It's mm-hmm. not to be revealed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and why? Why is he coming back? Why is he coming back? You have the wording. I, I don't know that I have the wording. I mean, I'd have to paraphrase too. Like, um, he's coming back to reign uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, he's conquered death. He's conquered Satan. He's conquered evil. He's conquered all of those things. And so the Bible teaches there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Um, a new Jerusalem, it's described as, um, and um, it'll be, yeah, restored to the state that it was originally intended intended for. Mm. So, wow. yeah, Jesus coming back to first um, judge. There will be judgment. Um, there are some people that are so um, uh, influenced by a message of grace that they think there will be no judgment. There will be judgment. However, those of us who are in Christ, are we're, we're righteous. Bible says we're righteous. We're in right standing with God. We don't have to fear judgment from God, but there will be judgment. So mm. that's part of his return as well. Right. But it'll, it'll be through the lens of love again, you know, like just imagine um, you don't know Jesus yet. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and here Jesus is coming back and his extreme love pursues you so greatly. And you realize, oh my gosh, what am I missing out? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of living like hell, right? If you th- if you realize, oh man, this absolute incredible love is there for me, and it's it's pursued me, you know. And so I don't know what that will look like, but I know for sure that I'm not. I don't have to be afraid of anything. Yeah. Nothing. He mm-hmm. will not say, oh well, you didn't read the Bible enough or you didn't pray here enough or you should have said something here and you didn't, you know, mm-hmm. about me. Um, he'll, that doesn't matter anymore because he has died for me and has done it so that I can have a free life and I am righteous. I'm in right standing with him because mm-hmm. of what he has done and not what I have done wow. or not done. That's huge. It's a big paradigm shift, right? For sure. Absolutely. Now, do you think there's a, a hell too? That's that's kind of what I almost implied yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, if you can't if you can't experience that kind of love and absence of love, mm-hmm. it's pretty desperate, right? If you think about it, if if you can see that as a picture of hell, you know, the absence of love, then you know that's pretty empty. Mm-hmm. And people. We say you live hell on earth. 
Yeah. That's kind of what you do if you don't experience love. Mm. And if you don't um, experience what's missing in your life, if you're always going in the, if you're walking without um, experiencing that love, that is kind of like living in hell. Mm-hmm. Even though everything is peachy all around you, there's something missing. Yeah. And so, as it, I mean, that's what I would, ex- I, I don't want to go into this, this, uh, Dante's Inferno kind of thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but mm. it's like the legend that, there, you know, there's the fire and, and, and right. fire and brimstone and all the horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that personally doesn't fit into my God picture. Yeah. So God is a loving God. But if I see him, that he hates sin and what sin is doing to your life so much that he wants to just burn it up, and come in with his love and overwhelm all that so that the sin is gone. That that's what I see, you know, with like, that's what his, his purpose is. And that's how he sees, you know, heaven or that's how he, um, you know, want, wants to pursue you. So he comes in with that fiery love into all the different situations of life and that fire of love that burns everything away. And mm. it, does that kind of Definitely. make a little bit of sense? It does, yeah. yeah. It's it's a different concept. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of questions. You're out of questions. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you had a good it, role man. going on there. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, we, we originally started out like with this concept of faith and how mm-hmm. faith, mm-hmm. you know, changes your life, not just your life personally, but also in business and how at certain points, I know for me, it was about the million dollar mark in revenue where I had to step out of my certainty and get into faith and just believe in something bigger and that things would work out and that I'm okay, that it's going to be fine. I don't have all the answers and mm-hmm. all of that. So, you know, that's really the, the bigger thing that I find at least that the more faith that I find coming into my life that I'm allowing in that I'm, I'm, you know, working toward the bigger my impact, the bigger life, the more love I feel in life, the more everything I feel because it's not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not about me that's anymore. It. When I'm focused on myself, that's when most of the the pain, that's where most of the suffering comes from. And when I stop and say, no, this is all for a bigger reason. You know, we got to go through this. And I think you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, does God test us? You know, and it's like, well, maybe it's not necessarily a test, but it's, it's, there's obstacles that you need to go through to learn something. And then once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. And then you move forward to the next level. It's like every ceiling becomes the next floor mm-hmm. and you keep moving through this. And I believe in, at least in my spiritual journey so far, my walk has been that way as mm-hmm. to, I keep getting more faith as I see more evidence, you know, of things happening, hearing your stories from all around the world and all the, you know, the amazing things you guys are doing. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's something that, at a certain point, you know, we talked about when our walk the other day about words, you know, words for the year. You know, I said my word was surrender. Mm-hmm. It was about surrendering to God, surrendering to Jesus, surrendering. It's not trying to control anymore, but just to surrender and just say, what is life like if I just stop trying to control things and I just let what's going to be anyway happen, mm-hmm. right? It's been the most beautiful thing that I've ever experienced. There's a lot of freedom in that. So much there? freedom. And I know that's your word, right? For the year? Oh, that actually was. Yeah. yeah. Freedom is mine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 incredible how how much freedom comes from that and how much less anxiety and so much like I sleep like a baby constantly. I always have, but this is even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like all those fears and everything. It's like, no, it always works out. Mm-hmm. Faith. Yeah. 
you know, surrendering, mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah. But and it's yeah. it's really totally opposite of what you lived before because yeah. before it was all about you know achieving more for you for your family mm-hmm. and so on. And now it's like it's really completely turned upside down. It's like oh no, I'm laying it down. Yeah, and and here you you got your because you understand. God can do ultimately more than you can ever imagine million X, or yeah. understand, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> God just wants to blow your socks off. Yes. And he so does cool. every day. Yeah. <laughs> but we had to learn that too. We had to learn to understand because we we can do a lot of things. You know, we're pretty mm-hmm. uh, well versed in a lot of different things. Yeah. However, um, we need to learn that he is our provider monetarily mm-hmm. financially he is our provider and i'll tell you when i when we lived here in this house there was a time when brad said my faith is paper thin right now we saw the money dwindling we didn't have any income in coming in you know here all the money we raised to go to china was put on an account which we could not touch and so you know here like okay what are we going to do and so the Lord basically said, um, through, through Brad, so he read something to me. He said, Uli, you cannot eat your manna. You I know said what? You can't you hoard can, you manna. Can, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't hoard, hoard your it. manna. Right. And, and so manna was the, that, um, that food God provided for the Israelites when they went through the desert. And mm. every day they got fresh manna. And he said, do not pick it for tomorrow because it's going to spoil. All right. Just pick what you need for today. And and then, and then tomorrow you're going to pick more and it'll be enough. Right. And so by saying that, basically God said, don't worry about tomorrow. I'm going to provide for you for today. And tomorrow I'm going to have fresh and then again, fresh, you know, don't hoard it. And so we had to learn that we had to really learn to trust him. And I'll tell you, he blew us out of the water. He, I mean, blew our minds, how he has provided over the years. It, it's, I can't explain it. It's just incredible. <laughs> and we were always provided for, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. always. I, I'd also just add to that, that faith is really a mindset. It's It's choosing to... Yeah, relinquish that control mm-hmm. and to trust. And it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. Some it's hard, especially in the beginning, without until we begin to experience like God's faithfulness toward us. He's faithful. He's full of faith mm-hmm. towards us. And so we can trust him. When we, when we begin to just trust him and, and 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 just release it and say, I'm I'm done. I'm done trying to do this all on my own. Um, knowing that there's a good father right behind me who who has his best our best interests in mind he wants what's good for us it's like wow would you finally just let go and let me help you yeah yeah it's like you're almost fighting him away because you're trying to be the one taking all the glory and we just have to hand it off Mm -hmm. you know absolutely so guys if if i'm listening to this podcast and i'm like okay well all right maybe you guys convinced me a little bit i don't know like i was never into this before um but now i'm open to it what would be the first steps somebody that's looking to you know to become more faithful or to trust more in something they can't see. What do you think the first steps would be for somebody on that journey? I mean, the first best step is the word you just mentioned earlier, surrender. Yeah. And that can be in the privacy of your own home. It can be in your bedroom. It can be 
anywhere. It can be with somebody else. Uh, if you know, if there's somebody in your life who already knows Jesus, um, just surrender. And that just is a simple prayer. There's no right or wrong way to pray. God knows our hearts. And so it's just as simple as so just start praying. Show me. Yeah. yeah. Start praying. Yeah. And it's like, God, I, I want to believe I'm, I'm, I really want this. I want what's good in my life. I want all those good things that you have for me. I want a more abundant life. I want peace, real peace in my life. I want real hope in my life. I, I don't know what that looks like. Would you show your, would you just show me what that looks like? Show, yeah. if, if you're real, show me who you are. Yeah. And God, and, God is big enough to, he doesn't need us to convince anybody he's big enough to show himself and that might be individually that may we're four people sitting around the table here that might be individual and different for each of us like how he chooses yeah. to show how, how he chooses to show up he i promise you he will show up just mm -hmm. if we just surrender um that's the first best step to mm -hmm. say god i need you you know help mm -hmm. you know yeah that word surrender is a really hard word for um you know good standing uh, very successful, especially businessman. Oh yeah, it was a tough uh, one for you me. Know? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I struggled with that for a while. So yeah. So really, the difference is okay. If there is something I'm missing here, I'm just putting it down here. I I understand that I know know everything, um, but I know that there is something I need to know, and I'm just giving you permission to show me. Show me, and yeah. I'm I'm handing over almost like, uh, almost like you know, handing it like real with your hands out. You know, I'm mm -hmm. handing it to you. I'm gonna give you my life. Uh, you already have. You have already got you right. But I'm giving I'm I'm giving you permission. You know, and so yeah. I want this, and uh, whatever is not working, I want to just give it to you. Whatever is going to miss, I'm just giving it to you. Yeah. Show me, Father. Guide I want to guide me. Guide I'm surrendering. Yep. And it's, then, kind, it's kind of interesting because um, that word surrender for us, it sounds like, okay, if we're in a battle, we're taught to, at least I'm not, I'm not surrendering. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. If, if I need to end. be in a battle, fight I'm, to the death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, so we think like that word surrender is negative. Like we're giving, we're like, we're quitting yeah, or something yeah. when, and, and that it's, um, we're losing, I don't want to say it. Yeah, we're losing the battle or somehow it's negative, but actually surrendering in the spirit, surrendering to Jesus, asking God to guide us. Mm -hmm. You start, you take control. Yeah. You you start guiding me and leading me instead of me trying to lead myself. It's actually empowering. 100%. It's not something that we're, yeah. we've lost a battle and we're surrendering, waving a white flag. It actually empowers us because there's a, a higher power. There's a stronger um, influence in our lives than we could ever conjure up on our own. So that that's their strength actually in the surrendering. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> yeah. not in the world, but yeah. I know that when I does. first started, you know, not first started, but throughout my journey here, when I started to realize I needed to surrender and that I didn't know what that looked like and eventually just let it go. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to, to think, how do I implement that into my life? To say it is one thing to actually do it is something different. So, you know, for me, this isn't necessarily surrendering, but it's, it's constant reminding of how, grateful I am to even wake up each day. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, my eyes open. I'm like, thank you, God, for one more day. Mm -hmm. I'll make you proud today. Mm -hmm. Right? Please help guide me today in any way you see fit. I'm here mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Next awesome. thing you know, and, then, and the next thing you know, I just start my day off that way. And it's amazing when you start with 
gratefulness in the morning. Oh. Just happy to be alive. I've already won four seconds after I woke up. My day's won. Nothing can happen in that day. Mm-hmm. It's going to knock me out. Now, you're going to have times that are going to test you, of course. Mm-hmm. But nothing really at that point. I'm like, I've already won, dude. I'm like, awesome. And I go to bed and say, thank you for another day, God. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I have another one tomorrow because none of them are guranteed. No. So right? true. When he calls, I'm ready. Right? That's just, that's what we're here for. We're here yeah. to keep building so that we can go and be the best warrior we possibly can for him. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's so powerful. Anyway, anybody out there listening, you know, I, I encourage as you've heard throughout here, just pray, just even if it's in gratefulness to what you have and you're not in pain or you're not suffering or anything like that, just stop and just pray and thank, thank God for everything you have and start there. Mm-hmm. You might be surprised. Mm-hmm. Guys, I couldn't, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm such a privilege to have this conversation with you guys. I know we were just going to have it. And we're like, hey, Zach, you know, like, why don't we do it as a podcast? Mm-hmm. Because it's be kind of fun. Maybe others will get value from this as well. And I hope everyone listening has gotten something from this conversation. Uh, is there a way that they can reach out to you if somebody had questions or needed guidance or anything like that? Or is that? Uh, how, about, how about through you? I don't yeah. know if that's yeah. not that's a burden fine. for you. Then mm-hmm. yeah, not a problem at all. Yep, so you can through reach the out. podcast and they have your contact info and all that, right? So you can reach out. It's hello at, uh, at yes.express. It's probably the easiest way to reach out as an email. Hello at yes.express. And uh, I can point you in the right direction. But uh, any other last thoughts you guys have on what we've talked about? Anything you want to bestow on the listener or something that might guide them uh, if they're struggling or want to be? Nothing, nothing that comes to mind. I mean, just a bunch of great questions, Zach. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. You guys uh, had some great <laughs> answers. It's fun to answer uh, and yeah. just be here. And so, yeah, thanks right. for the opportunity. Yeah. It's cool. Good to We're hang out with you. excited for you, Zach. Oh, thank you so much. Totally, totally excited. And for you, Josh. Thank you. Really amazing. And for everyone who's out there, uh, just make that step. I can only encourage you, go and make that first step because it's a step of faith. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll uh, reach back out next week. Bye.